Welcome to Fertility Friendly Food. I'm your host, Stephanie Velarkis, accredited practicing dietitian and nutritionist and director of The Dietologist, an Australian-based practice focused on optimizing fertility through nutrition. This podcast will bring you snack-sized episodes for you to learn, grow, and be inspired by the latest research, facts, and practical lifestyle tips about eating well for optimal fertility, helping you cut through the confusion and myths to take back some of the control on your fertility journey, one bite at a time. Hey everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Fertility Friendly Food, the podcast. My name is Stephanie Velarkis, and I'm an expert fertility dietitian and nutritionist and founder of The Dietologist, and of course, your host of the pod. And today's episode, we are talking a little bit about uh, a pregnancy nutrition topic, which is very close to our guest's heart, Kaylee from Team TD, as we like to call it inside inside our Slack chat. Uh, so Kaylee, if you haven't listened to our previous episodes, is a certified pregnancy and fertility dietitian, and she consults here at the Dietologist online a couple days a week whilst she's also pursuing her PhD and research on this topic of preeclampsia and pregnancies affected by high blood pressure. So honestly, she is the very best guest for this episode. So welcome back, Kay. Thank you so much, Steph. I'm very, very excited to be here. As you said, this is a topic very close to my heart. I learn about it, read about it, write about it every single week. So yes, very excited to be talking to you all about it and to look into what diet can do in preventing um, heart disease after a preeclamptic pregnancy or a hypertensive disorder of pregnancy in any way. So very excited to be here. Thanks for inviting me, Steph. My pleasure. Honestly, like I said, you are the very best person to pick brains about this topic. But before we go into the nitty-gritty about preeclampsia and hypertensive disorders in pregnancy, I think we need a few definitions here. So what is hypertension? What is preeclampsia? Give us the lowdown. Yep, let's get into it. So hypertension basically means high blood pressure. And interestingly, hypertension is one of the most commonly reported medical problems during pregnancy. Hypertensive disorders of pregnancy actually affect 8 to 10% of pregnancies worldwide. And whilst that doesn't actually seem that high statistics, um, it, it actually is. And they can actually result in some adverse complications for both mum and her baby as well. The issue is that many women don't receive much information about this topic and until they are already diagnosed, which in my opinion is just way too late. And it can be really frustrating and scary for mum to only find out what preeclampsia is or what a hypertensive disorder of pregnancy is, you know, at the time of diagnosis. So hypertensive disorders of pregnancy are a group of high blood pressure disorders, and they include chronic hypertension, gestational hypertension and um, preeclampsia, which is probably the most well-known one. 
And blood pressure refers to the amount of force that your blood is putting on the walls of your arteries when it is pumped around the body. We have systolic blood pressure, which is the pressure while your heart is beating, and diastolic blood pressure, which is the pressure when your heart basically relaxes. So a normal blood pressure reading typically reads 120 systolic over 80 diastolic. Um, with high blood pressure diagnosed when your systolic is 140 or over or diastolic is 90 or over. So I'll go through what the three different types of hypertensive disorders of pregnancy that I just mentioned were. So we have chronic hypertension. Chronic hypertension is high blood pressure that was either present prior to pregnancy, so you had high blood pressure before getting pregnant, or it was diagnosed before 20 weeks gestation, or it can also continue after 12 weeks postpartum. And chronic hypertension occurs in approximately 5% of pregnancies, and these rates are on the rise. Gestational hypertension is different in the sense that you didn't have high blood pressure before falling pregnant. And it's also known as, say, pregnancy-induced hypertension. So it occurs, or I guess you're diagnosed after 20 weeks gestation, and usually your blood pressure will return to normal within 12 weeks postpartum. Then we also have preeclampsia. So preeclampsia is known as a multi-organ disease, meaning it affects more than one organ in the body, commonly the cardiovascular system, so high blood pressure, and commonly also the renal system, so your kidneys, for example. The most common characteristics include hypertension and proteinuria, which is protein in your urine. So protein shouldn't actually come out in urine. And the exact cause of preeclampsia is actually unknown, but it's thought that it has something to do with the placenta, oxygen deprivation to the placenta, and therefore it leads to biochemical changes in your body, which will then lead to preeclampsia. A bit of a mouthful and a, a complicated situation, which you know we don't know too much about at the moment. There are some risk factors. So we have having already had a hypertensive disorder of pregnancy in a previous pregnancy or family history. So say mom did or, or grandma, for example. Chronic hypertension. So you know having high blood pressure before falling pregnant. Diabetes, a higher maternal age, higher pre-pregnancy BMI, and multiple pregnancies. So, for example, having twins. So these are some risk factors, but it does not mean that if you have one of these risk factors, you will definitely get a hypertensive disorder of pregnancy. Um, we just see higher rates in, in some of these risk factors. So when thinking about nutrition, we don't have conclusive evidence about the role of nutrition in preventing hypertensive disorders of pregnancy. But I will share with you the three, I guess, most researched nutrients when it comes to this area. And most of them have been researched in regard to preeclampsia. So firstly, we have calcium. So calcium is a mineral, and it's been shown to reduce the risk of preeclampsia in women who have a low calcium intake or are at an increased risk of preeclampsia. So the recommended daily intake for calcium currently sits at 1,000 milligrams per day, and you can reach that with, say, 2.5 to 3 servings of dairy or calcium-fortified alternatives per day. Other calcium-rich foods other than dairy um, or calcium-fortified alternatives include lentils and beans, 
We have calcium-fortified tofu and also some tinned fish as well. If you are a client of mine um, and eat tinned fish or fish, you probably have heard me encourage you to go buy the high-calcium tuna. Um, And the high-calcium tuna or canned salmon as well, basically they leave the bones in and they crush the bones up you know, and leave it in there. I promise you, you cannot taste them at all. You cannot feel them. And it basically makes these foods a really good source of calcium. So definitely get on that if you don't already eat that. Then we also have vitamin D. So the research for vitamin D in the role of preeclampsia or hypertensive disorders of pregnancy is weaker. However, we do have some observational research to suggest that low vitamin D might increase your risk of preeclampsia. Potentially, it could be because of the relationship it has with calcium. However, again, we're not too sure about that just yet. But, you know, why not increase your intake of vitamin D-rich foods or get into the sun as well? So getting some sunshine, ideally, while it's nice and bright outside, would be a good idea to get your vitamin D up. Of course, remember to put on sunscreen. Other ways to get some more vitamin D are to expose your mushrooms to sunlight. So ideally for about 30 minutes to two hours before cooking them. And they actually absorb vitamin D just like our skin does, which is really cool to think about. We can also have vitamin D rich foods. So things like eggs and oily fish. And also if you are deficient, um, consider supplementation and make sure before taking any supplements you are discussing this with your health professionals. And then lastly, we have sodium. So we don't have research to suggest that a low-salt diet will prevent your risk of preeclampsia or hypertensive disorders of pregnancy specifically. However, it might decrease your risk of chronic hypertension, so getting high blood pressure before pregnancy and potentially gestational hypertension as well. Um, As a society, we really do consume way too much sodium. So learning to cut down is always a good idea. Some ideas might be consuming less processed foods and also opting for low sodium options where you can. So for example, if you think about barbecue sauce, tomato sauce, stocks, um, pasta sauces, even canned beans and legumes, all of them do have quite a lot of sodium in them. So you can always opt for the no added salt or the low salt option. Um, And also using an abundance of dried herbs and spices in your cooking to add a lot of flavor instead of adding sodium could do that too. Um, When you're looking at a nutrition label, you want the sodium content to be less than 400 grams per 100 grams of the product. Um, If you can get it below 120 grams per 100 grams, then amazing. You are definitely a winner. When you start looking at the sodium content of a lot of processed foods, it can actually be really hard to get it down to 120. So that would be great. Um, And while the research describing the cause of hypertensive disorders of pregnancy remains inconclusive, we do know that even though high blood pressure commonly returns to normal after pregnancy, a hypertensive disorder of pregnancy does come with higher risks of chronic diseases later in life. So that includes type 2 diabetes and also chronic high blood pressure and cardiovascular disease. So my top tips to reducing your your risk of chronic disease after hypertensive disorders of pregnancy are to reduce the sodium. So learning how to do that during pregnancy is always a good idea. Also replacing saturated fats. So think, you know, butter, coconut oil, a lot of animal fat from say fatty meats like fatty mincemeat with healthy unsaturated fats. So opt for your omega-3 fatty acids, so salmon, tuna, chia seeds, walnuts, and also our monounsaturated fatty acids, so things like avocado and extra virgin olive oil. And my last tip is also to increase your intake of whole grains and cereals. 
Before I finish off, I just want to note that developing preeclampsia or a hypertensive disorder of pregnancy is by no means your fault. Like I mentioned before, it's a very complex pregnancy complication that we still don't know much about at all. And while we can only do what we can to reduce our risk, sometimes these types of health complications are completely out of our control. And really, in most cases, developing preeclampsia is one of those situations where it is out of our control. So please please, please, please do not blame yourself if this does happen to you. It's very, very complex. And yes, it is by no means your fault. Yeah, I think that's such an important point to leave on because you and I, before, actually before you started working at the dietologist, you and I were both on another research trial on preeclampsia. And it was fascinating to see how much and how differently preeclampsia and pregnancies affected by high blood pressure are affected and how often otherwise considerably healthy, young, no risk factor, you know, situations that you would consider were impacted by preeclampsia and how much of a shock that they experienced when they received that news and diagnosis that they had preeclampsia and how that might change the end of their pregnancy. And it was super interesting because I do recall one of the midwives talking about it and her passion for preeclampsia came from her own experience of preeclampsia with being pregnant with her own children. And she was both fascinated and I think also reflecting on the trauma that preeclampsia can bring to your pregnancy because it can be quite an urgent situation once it's come to fruition and you certainly want to avoid eclampsia which is kind of the more progressed stage of of preeclampsia so you know it it's so complex we don't really know up from down we can do a few things to help you if you're identified as higher risk or you have a few risk factors or past history of but at the end of the day it's definitely not your fault and you know that's what great medical teams are there for to help you through those times so if this is you. We just want to send our love to you because we know it's a particularly rough trot when you have preeclampsia or a hypertensive pregnancy. Thank you, Kay. You are delightful and informative as always. So really appreciate your time. Now, if you want to connect with Kay for a consultation, we do offer Zoom consults all around the world if you are trying to conceive or pregnant. So we'll leave the link to get booked in with us below. And of course, don't forget to subscribe or follow on whatever platform you're listening on. Leave a rating and review for us, please. It really makes a big difference. So you can now leave a five-star review on Spotify as well. So please take like 2.5 seconds and do that. Flick the link to a friend or share it on your Instagram stories and tag us at the underscore dietologist on Instagram. And we'll be back next week with a brand new episode. Can't wait. And I'll see you then. Bye. (laughs)